It's just a little too real right now. <laughs> <laughs> Summer sun and yeah. It's hello, 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 and welcome back to Center Ed Teaching. Um, the last couple of weeks, we've taken some time to talk about how. Um, teachers can end the school year with students, how teachers can engage in reflection, but then there's also the most sought after thing in the profession, a teacher's summer. Um, and so to talk about that with me today, I have Christina. Hello. Um, and so one thing I guess just like as a frame is, you know, people often think of the summer as a break or that like teachers have it easy. And I think what gets lost in that sometimes is that the the drain of the job during the school year is so difficult and so demanding that there needs to be a reprieve and a recharge mm -hmm. to be able to not just intellectually connect with students for the next year, but also emotionally connect because there's so much that goes in that. Mm -hmm. um, but often what happens for teachers is it's like, oh, I got to get to the end of the year. I got to get to the end of the year. They get to the summer, then they don't have plans for the summer and mm -hmm. then a month later or whatever summer's up and it's back to school mm -hmm. um so christina i was just like wondering maybe first if you can talk about what you found so important about using the summer break effectively to mm -hmm. recharge um and how you maybe divided your time between maybe there are some professional responsibilities some time that you just take for yourself or family members or other ways that you might spend your summer yeah, I mean, it's interesting now because it's been a while since I've been in the classroom myself, but um, so summer doesn't have as much of the um, the luster that it used to. Um, we, things here at CPET slow down, mm -hmm. um, which is great, but I think that the way that I conceive of, or, or the way that I spent my summers then is actually sort of similar to the way that I spend them now mm. as a professional development coach. So I... Um, usually the first week of summer kind of just shut down and didn't mm -hmm. do anything. Um, it usually fell around the 4th of July. So that week was just sort of a lot of celebration and mm -hmm. getting together with friends and getting together with family. Um, and a lot of just like, I'm kind of checking out for a little bit, um, in terms of professionally and kind of what the, the school year entailed. But I would also really work hard to try and set up summer projects for myself. So, mm. I would think about things that um, either I learned from the year, things that I would want to change. Um, and then kind of, because I'm a total nerd and this doesn't work for everybody, but really just started mapping out my summer mm. and figuring out like when I wanted to kind of do these certain things and really sort of setting a timeline and, and I guess for all intents and purposes, some deadlines for myself around those things that I wanted to accomplish. So it might've been something like, um, looking at some like my, my of my curriculum maps, um, uh, looking at some units that maybe I really liked but needed some tweaking, some that got rid of. Maybe it was cleansing my library, my school library a little bit. Um, things that I think I tried to prioritize, mm. and then to make them more manageable, think about like okay, these are kind of my top two or three. If I get to these other things, great. If I don't, not a big deal. Um, because much like Again, if I'm going to use a sports analogy, it's sort of if you kind of stop using those muscles altogether, mm. then it ends up becoming much more work when it's time yeah. to start up again. So doing these kind of small chunks, um, using these small chunks of time to kind of tackle different things, 
um, actually made me feel good and made me feel accomplished while not feeling as if I was continuing to work through the summer. Yeah, so I just want to follow up on that because <laughs> this was one of the things that I struggled with, especially early in my career, was summer would come, uh -huh. and then it'd be like, oh, do you want to teach summer school? Or, yeah. oh, do you want to do the curriculum in this? And then I would do that, and then there was no time right. for myself. I would maybe have one week where like I wasn't working, right. and so I didn't necessarily feel recharged going back into the year because... Right the summer never stops. So I like the idea of mapping out these projects and saying like, these are the two that I have to get done. Everything else is okay. But did you also map out saying like, actually, I'm going to take this time for myself mm -hmm. or do something like that mm -hmm. to push you away from the profession? Because to me, it's one of those things that's like so seductive and you always end up going back to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think part of that mapping was also thinking about where does my vacation fall into that. I mean, I, I'm a big planner, so I, I'm always kind of like two, three months ahead. Mm -hmm. So for me, I sort of knew what my vacation was going to be at that time. Usually, uh, we took it in August. So I would sort of map out like a week in August vacation. Um, but one of the things I even did on vacation was think of books I wanted to read. So there maybe was one professionally that I wanted to tackle over the summer. And maybe there was one personally, um, or a collection of both. Um, but that was also kind of, again, how I, I really tried to think of it as like, how can I continue to grow mm -hmm. as an educator in ways that feel manageable to me and, and try to do some of the things that like, you just often feel like you don't have time for during the school year, but you would ideally like to be able to do, mm -hmm. i.e. for me, it was kind of doing some more reading, mm -hmm. um, and growing professionally and, and like rather than just read a page of this book that was offered to you by your principal or that you threw up and on your, threw up, threw on your shelves. I mean, kind of the same. <laughs> kind of the same, same thing. Um, that actually like, let's spend some time kind of reading this and figuring out if it's something that you align with, um, you know, philosophically or professionally or how might you use it in the classroom. Those were things that I actually kind of nerded out on in the mm -hmm. summer. So for you, it was just that space to whatever came up during the year that you were interested in to maybe catch back up on? Or? Yeah, partially. Yeah. Okay. Um, as a, Yes. So so in terms of mapping out my summer, it was, it was some of the things that I didn't necessarily get to accomplish during the school year, but, and, but really wanted to, or kind of like thinking of it in terms of a project and how those different pieces perhaps might fit into that project, if at all. Um, but then really saying, okay, by the end, almost like a backwards planning model, <laughs> right? Like by the end of the summer, these are some of the things that I'm hoping to accomplish, but not beating myself up if I didn't get to all of them. And that's where sort of the prior, the prioritize prioritization, um, comes into play for me. So I guess my two follow-up questions to that are, it sounds like, I mean, very much over the summer, you were still engaged thinking professionally, whether that was reading or that was these mini projects that you had set. Mm -hmm. Did you seek out professional development opportunities in the summer or was that hmm. something that you waited for uh, during the school year? And then my other question to that is, I guess, this is just me asking just out of yeah. curiosity, how you were so able to balance that recharging of yourself compared to also keeping up with those professional demands. Yeah. So in terms of the professional development question, um, I don't recall doing that much professional development over the summer. Hmm. Um, there was one, actually, believe it or not, there was one summer that I did an institute here at Teachers College. Mm 
um, related to the Student Press Initiative mm-hmm. when I was going to be engaging in a project that fall. So we kind of did a summer institute intensive, um, which was about four or five days. Um, but I remember sort of feeling like, mm, that was a little bit too much for me okay. um, because it was full full days, four mm-hmm. or five back to back. Um, and I sort of learned about myself that I didn't want to commit to anything that was sort of like full day um, or for that much time. Mm-hmm. I felt more comfortable um, biting off smaller chunks. So like committing to an hour to maybe an hour and a half in the morning Mm -hmm. and then having the rest of the day for myself. No, I think that's like really helpful for perspective because I think sometimes some of the best professional opportunities um, are offered in the summer and people feel like they want to do them. But I guess that's the reflection and need to know yourself. But to reiterate my other question, Mm -hmm. I mean, balancing these demands for, or maybe demands is too strong words, but being connected to the work professionally and the Mm -hmm. other how are you able to do that? Because you talk about it in a way that is so much more relaxed than I ever experienced it. (laughs) So I'm thinking the other teachers out there listening might have kind of similar concerns. In terms of meaning that it's from your perception, it sounds like I didn't have that much time to relax. Is that sort of what I'm understanding? Yeah. And it sounds like you were like, yeah, I'm going to do these things professionally. Like there maybe except for that week right after school, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to do anything there. But then other than that, I'm still going to be consistently engaged. And mm-hmm. I, maybe you were able to recharge that way. But that seems like something for me that was really difficult to do. Yeah. I think for me, again, I really tried to capitalize on the fact that mornings were when I felt most motivated. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'd wake up in the morning, have a cup of coffee, and it usually, even on during the school year Mm -hmm. um it would consist of like watch some watching some of the news or like looking over uh some articles that were sent to me or that i or instagram you know or instagram when i was teaching instagram wasn't a thing so (laughs) i don't i don't know what was the like at that point but um yeah so it was just like a just small manageable chunk of time in the morning where it would just to help me set you know set my day set the tone Mm -hmm. for my day um i liked to wake up early so I know that a lot of teachers are in you know the school building by like seven seven thirty. So I was up often at five or five thirty because I liked to have that morning time to not feel rushed, not feel like the first thing I'm doing is getting up and running into my classroom. Like mm-hmm. I wanted time to just prepare mentally, mm-hmm. emotionally, physically, all of that. So that was sort of a practice that I carried over into the summer. Now, granted, I wasn't up at five o'clock, but when I woke up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the first things that I would do is engage in a little bit of like reading or, um, looking at something, uh, related to my own practice and committing to an hour, um, each day to do that, which felt very manageable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then had the rest of the day to do my own thing. And then if I felt like I was particularly enjoying, um, the activity that I was engaged in, or I found myself like in a particular rhythm, then I'd go a little bit longer. Um, but I never felt, nobody was over my shoulder telling me, like, you need to commit this much time to it. Mm-hmm. And I was just, you know, really trying to listen to myself to say, like, okay, do I, am I done? Do I have plans? Do I want to go do something else? Um, to where it was all on my own time and kind of all on my own um, schedule, I guess, if that makes sense. No, that makes a ton of sense. And I think instead of saying, like, I'm going to spend this week doing this, saying I'm just going to spend an hour a day, mm-hmm. that seems like... The thing that I always missed when I was teaching in the summer, it felt like if I got involved in it, it had to be for the day. Um, 
so those are all, I think, the questions that I really have and really helpful, but I don't know if there's maybe some additional advice that you would have for especially early career teachers mm-hmm. who maybe are getting expectations from their principals to mm-hmm. do particular things, and they're trying to balance the newness of the profession um, regarding their summers. Yeah, I think this idea of summer school is definitely something that is important to consider because I think that I guess I, I'd be I would be confident in saying that most teachers, mm-hmm. right, um, tend to err on the side of overworking, mm-hmm. right, um, and so when a summer school opportunity presents itself, um, we tend to jump on it, mm-hmm. um, either because of financial motivations or because we think um, that we're sort of expected to or that we should. Um, and I think that it's definitely something that you want to really process and think about prior to committing to. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a first year teacher, I think it's easy to sort of fall into that trap of like, yes, yes, I want to impress my principal. I want to, you know, impress my peers. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm going to do it. Um, but it is a really, it's a big commitment, even though it's like nine to one. Again, mm-hmm. when I, the, the summer that I did summer school, um, I was like, oh, it's easy. Like they already have these books that we're going to use mm-hmm. and it's just going to be, you know, nine to one. It's, and then I have the rest of the afternoon. Um, it was really tiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't for me worth the money. Right. Um, and so I think that it's something, again, that you just want to be really mindful of and talk to other teachers about who've done summer school before you kind of commit yourself to it. Mm-hmm. Um, if in fact, you know, you're in, you, you are sort of in sort of, um, a, a space where financially you do need the money. Mm-hmm. Um, then I, can, right. I can sort of understand that. Um, but it, it, it's a, it's a big lift and I don't think that people necessarily fully understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, the, I guess that's just another piece of advice. Yeah. If consider. I could maybe try to crystallize what you're yeah. saying for, especially early career teachers, that it's okay to say no. Yeah. That yeah. You have to take care of yourself and you have to work and to do those things. And sometimes not doing summer school or something like that is actually in the better interest for, uh, you professionally. Yeah. Or even to consider, again, just going back to this idea of like replenishing and mm-hmm. um, sort of reviving yourself, like try to do something else. Mm-hmm. So like even mm-hmm. if you financially need some money, like maybe t- take on something different, right? Yeah. So that you are getting replenishment in a different way, right? So maybe it's, I remember even in teaching, like I, uh, a couple of friends of mine, um, were bartending and waitressing and so like I just picked up a couple of shifts that was it was fun and it was different mm-hmm. and it wasn't just you weren't falling into that same routine yeah um, and it energized me in a different way or tutoring um, mm-hmm. where you're working one-on-one with somebody um, so there's I think there's other ways uh, to, to earn some money over the summer that can be different and fun and not um, feel uh, as if you're extending your year now to yeah. you know <laughs> To 12 months rather than, what is it now, 10? We're really only off for two, at least in the public school system. Which I think reiterates the importance of prioritizing how you plan for your summer and making it as efficient as possible because it's becoming smaller and smaller. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Christina, thank you so much for your You're welcome. All right. And we'll talk to you guys all again next week. Bye. Bye.